everyone, and welcome to the finale of On The Way Season 2. As a person who loves Tampa, I can honestly say that this Tampa-centric season has really helped me love and appreciate my hometown even more. Talking to people from across the Bay Area about their passions and the way they want themselves and their communities to grow has really been lovely. Our guest this episode, Savannah Jarrell, is honestly the perfect person to close out the season. She's a blogger, TikToker, and media agency president with a real passion for the many small businesses across the Bay Region, which she shows off in all the things that she does. I think you'll really like her. Now, before we get started, I want to throw in a quick note that WGC is debuting its first audio drama on July 21st. It's called Retribution, a miniseries, and it was written and produced by yours truly. If you like mysteries, strong female characters, and supernatural drama, then this is the one for you. And word on the street is that at the end of this episode, there's a sneak peek of it, but you didn't hear it from me. All right, that's my spiel. Transcripts are available on WGCproductions.com, and remember, this is a WGC production. Savannah Jarrell is a 24-year-old social media influencer based out of Tampa, Florida. Savannah started her social media career back in 2015. She would soon create a presence on social media by starting a beauty blog that amassed over 300,000 followers. After working in the industry as a full-time professional blogger for five years, she shifted focus after creating a TikTok channel that went viral, gaining around 3 million views in only the first few months. The content was then all about Tampa. Highlighting her favorite local businesses put her name on the map in Tampa Bay and led her to become an extremely passionate about helping small businesses. Being a full-time content creator, she learned the business from the inside out, which led her to become president of local media agency, Once in a Blue Moon Media. In addition, she's in the first steps of starting a nonprofit, The Peace Project Florida, a project dedicated to helping local communities and lending a helping hand to multiple causes. Welcome, Savannah. Uh, I'm glad to have you. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. Wonderful, wonderful. I'm glad you're excited. I'm excited to have you here. So it's uh, it's uh, both ways. Okay, yes. so I'm going to ask you the first question I ask literally every guest that comes on this uh, comes on this podcast. Where are you from and where are your roots? So I'm from Tampa. Originally, I was born here in Tampa, but I kind of grew up between, I mean, mainly here, but I grew up also in Maine a little bit. So my family had like a business in Maine and like a house up there. So we would kind of go back and forth. So I always say like Maine is kind of my, like I have a, a little small town in Maine that I'm from on the water. And I always say, oh, that's kind of like my second hometown, but I'm mainly here from Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when did you move back to Tampa from Maine? So I never actually like fully lived in Maine my whole life. Like since I was two months old, we just kind of went back and forth. Oh, I didn't spend like my whole year there. I spent my whole year here in Florida, but we would just, we would make some time, but we would always just go like kind of back and forth because like I said, my family had a business up there. So we just kind of went back and forth, but my roots are here in Tampa. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, And could you just explain to me and your audience and my audience what exactly it is that you, that you do? So I'm a social media influencer. I guess technically <laughs> not a huge fan of that word. I kind of like more so like to be called like digital creator, but people know what social media influencer means. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, I started like a, a long time ago and I've just been, my career from like in social media has just kind of like branched out to different things. And now I'm a president of a media agency here in Tampa. We're located in downtown Tampa. So that's been like a huge thing this year, just started this year pretty mm-hmm. much. So um, yeah, social media influencer slash media agency president thing, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, we're going to put a pin in the fact that you are the president of Once in a Blue Moon Media, and I'm going <laughs> to ask you some questions about your social media, uh, your digital content creator uh, journey. So how exactly did you begin doing that? Like, what made you think this is what I'm going to be doing? So it's a kind of a long story, but I started back in 
probably like 2014. I was still like in high school, I think. And I started doing makeup and like photography. Mm-hmm. And that was like my thing. And I would like make over my friends and then eventually started like a little kind of business with that. And I thought that I wanted to be a makeup artist and I didn't once I realized how you have to do things and like just being super on the go and interactive with people all the time, like in a way where, you you know, I was always just like people that were kind of at you about mm-hmm. in doing makeup. They were always like a little bit harsh and I was kind of like, well, I don't know if this is for me. <laughs> so I ended up doing makeup and posting it to social media And back in like 2015, I started a beauty blog just kind of for the fun of it and ended up getting like my first sponsorship and then like some of my first brand deals. And back then it was kind of like, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but it was like way hard to get brand deals because brands were still a little unsure about like what social media influencers were. I don't even think that term was really used back then. So I started there and then in like 2016, 2017, I became a content creator with Ipsy. They had a big convention called Generation Beauty and I would go with them pretty much everywhere. They had them in New York, in Toronto, in Los Angeles. So I would go to that multiple times a year and help like with a bunch of stuff. And I would create a lot of content and work with a lot of brands and just get to meet a lot of brands and events and stuff like that. And went to fashion week a few times. And that was really where I thought like my career was going was just in the beauty space. And eventually like my beauty blog had like 300,000 readers. And I was like, wow, this is so fun. And then it was like maybe 2018. I, so I've traveled my whole life. Like that's been like a huge thing. I only have, I think three States left to go to. (laughs) So like once this pandemic is over, I got to get on that. But I, I wanted to like create more travel kind of content, but I didn't really know how to shift. And at that time, like Ipsy had kind of closed out on doing some of their events and I was not really working with them too much anymore. And just a lot of brands kind of, I think it got a little oversaturated. And so it was like 2018, 2019, I was kind of a little bit of doing both of like kind of travel-y stuff and then makeup stuff. And then last year is when like over quarantine in July is when I started TikTok and that just like completely changed my content and everything I do pretty much. So then now we've gone into that kind of journey. So now I do a lot of Tampa content, but yeah, so it just kind of happened. I wasn't necessarily planning on being, you know, a digital creator. That wasn't really where I saw everything going. I wanted to go to like makeup school in New York and then <laughs> funny story with that. I actually went there and the makeup school had moved and the oh. doorman was like I don't know where they moved to and my parents were like you will not go there (laughs) okay (laughs) so yeah but that's pretty much how it happened all right uh okay so I want to ask you a specific question then because I have been watching your TikTok videos pretty religiously in preparation for this interview and I noticed that like you started TikTok your very first TikTok was posted in March of uh 2020 and then you put out a couple videos And then all of a sudden, boom, you put out this video about Sweet Buns of Von Fowler. Mm -hmm. And it's completely different from everything else you did. Like it has your signature like hyphens. And it's like the complete breakdown. I just want to know, like, what made you decide to change your gears from like aesthetic videos with like nice, light jazzy music to uh, reviews of Tampa? Like, what was that process like? So I actually back in like 20... I want to say 2019, I actually became a partner with TikTok. They, I worked with like a media agency that ran um, campaigns through like 
TikTok and there was another video platform at the time that was doing it too, mm-hmm. where we literally partnered with the app before it was popular. People really weren't on TikTok at that point. It was like really early on when TikTok just had changed from Musical.ly. Mm-hmm. And it was like a creator growth program. So they just kind of told us, hey, make like 30 videos and they were a specific category and like they just get to kind of see how it goes and you get like they get to you know see the insights of like how you grow on TikTok but I really wrote off TikTok I was like oh like I don't I'm just gonna I had done it for another app before so I was like I'll just post whatever you know I didn't really get to know the app that well and then over like maybe December on from that year I was like wait I actually really love TikTok it's a really great platform mm-hmm. and then I thought like everyone started to get on it so in like March I just decided to start posting like little videos that were just I was kind of to be honest romanticizing quarantine trying to make it seem like it was fun trying to be like oh, <laughs> great so like the three things I would do in like four weeks which would be like literally drive to the beach by myself and sit on the side of the road I was like I'm gonna film this because maybe it'll make it look nice and I'll, I'll look back and be like wow this was fun even though I was just sitting there by myself <laughs> but um so I started posting videos like that just randomly and they weren't really doing very well and I don't really remember what triggered me to decide that I wanted to make any kind of Tampa content it really happened on a whim like complete whim I think I had seen some girls in Orlando do it mm-hmm. and this is this was July I think when I went to Sweet Buns and yes, I've been was. Sweet Buns for so long like since they opened um, my dad is from Taiwan so like I have always just loved anything like that and any kind of Asian bakery opens up I'm like oh I'm gonna be the first one to go there I love that <laughs> So when they first opened, I was so excited and I went there and that day, it, this is, it was so random. <laughs> I was with my family and I think things had, things were like closing and opening at the same time. It was that really weird period of time where it was like, some stuff is closing down right now. So like, you know, we got to avoid that. And some stuff is still kind of open, but you know, be safe, whatever. And so we went to, I think we went to like Barnes and Nobles or something in Wesley Chapel. <laughs> I was like, dad, can we drive over to Sweet Buns? I really want to go there. They're still open. We'll just grab some stuff. Like let's, you know, something fun because at that point we was doing absolutely nothing. So I was <laughs> like, please. And my dad was like, I don't want to drive all the way over there. Like, please, like, let's go over there. And he's like, fine, fine. So we go in there and I filmed in the most discreet, weird kind of way. <laughs> What people don't see about that video, I don't know where I got those editing skills from too. I guess it was from like putting together the aesthetic videos, but like I hit record on my phone and I just held my phone towards like my like rib cage and just like acted like I was not filming a thing <laughs> and filmed that entire video. And people probably thought I actually like filmed it, but I, in reality, there's so many clips of that video that are literally like my hair hanging over the lens and like <laughs> like the it just facing the floor because I was a little bit nervous I had never filmed anything like that before mm. I was nervous that people were gonna be like why is this girl in here just like filming everything like that's weird <laughs> I did it so like discreetly and then I went home and I just like cut all the clips together and I was like I'm gonna post it sort of similar to like how all the Orlando bloggers at the time were because I didn't see any Tampa content at that point on my like on my for you page or anything mm-hmm. but I had seen some people in Orlando post like oh like we're trying out this spot or this spot and so I was like I'm gonna just kind of voice it over and just see what happens and that video got 
I think it was four views in eight hours. And I was just, and it was like the middle of the night. And I'm like, I'm going to take this down. Like, this is embarrassing. <laughs> He's got like a hundred views here. I'm like, oh, why? And then all of a sudden it was probably like 11 o'clock at night. It went from like four views to like 400 and then like a thousand and then like 4,000 in like a matter of minutes. And I had never experienced that with TikTok before. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what? <laughs> like, what is going on? And so it literally happened so randomly. And since then, like that video, I think got like 300,000 or 400,000 views. And I was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea anyone wanted content like this. I've been making, I've been living in Tampa my whole life, making other content thinking, I don't want to be a Tampa blogger. I don't even know how to do that. You know? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it was like, well, maybe you need to be one. So yeah, it just, it happened on such a whim and it just kind of like, progressed from there I was like oh well I might as well keep making content like that because I didn't know anyone enjoyed content like this or you know at the like at the time I had just seen Orlando stuff so I hadn't seen a lot of Tampa stuff so I didn't know anyone wanted Tampa content but it makes sense (laughs) okay that's that's pretty interesting I it's it's interesting how like it just sort of went viral in the middle of the night and how that just sort of changed everything for you yeah and then how exactly is it because you do these videos a lot and you do a lot of different places with a lot of different things Sometimes the food focus, sometimes like you go places like Wikiwachi, mm-hmm. but like, how do you decide what places you want to feature on your, um, on your TikTok? So it definitely depends. I think a lot of the time I will just be like driving down the street and see a place and be like, that place looks awesome. Like it'll be in a little plaza somewhere or just like a hole in the wall kind of place. And I'm like, oh, that place looks amazing. Like I should check that out. And then if I like it, like it's 50 50 of I just kind of discreetly film or I reach out to them or they reach out to me you know there's definitely like there's a lot of different ways to go about it it's actually funny I just did a taco place and they had like reached out to me a few weeks ago and said hey like you should come by and like film for us whatever but I had found them beforehand and told everybody like I want to go there I need to go there and then they randomly reached out and I was like well that's perfect (laughs) Sometimes it just happens like that or like a lot of the time, like I said, I'll just be driving and just find some place and be like, oh, we're going to stop there. We're going to or I'll look it up. I've done that like my whole life. So my family's very into that. You know, like last year, my birthday before I even before I even started TikTok, I found this like Mexican ice cream stand on the side of the road and I was like, we're stopping there. And I was so excited about it. So (laughs) I've been doing this kind of my whole life. So, yeah, I just I, I look up places or I'll get an idea in my head of something that like sounds cool and I'll see if there's any restaurants around or any place like that. And, you know, also like going to the Springs and stuff that's actually really influenced by my best friend because she loves like paddleboarding and kayaking. And mm-hmm. I was not very big into that before. I won't <laughs> lie. Um, but she kind of got me into it. And now we're going and like, and all it takes is to see like some manatees floating down the river next to you. And you're like, Oh yeah, I want to come back here. <laughs> so Yeah. But it's, it's definitely random a lot of the time. <laughs> oh, okay. So since it is random a lot of the time, like, do you plan, do you plan when to put out content then? Since like a lot of this does just happen, like, oh, I see it and I, I want to do it. Do you plan it all? Like in this week, I want to put out something or. Yeah. So I always just try to shoot for posting a few times a week. And I do have like, I will take video kind of everywhere now. I think it's like kind of a problem. I'll just be anywhere and I'll be like, okay, yeah, I need to shoot this just in case. Cause like I'm, I need an extra video. 
So um, we do typically like I plan out, you know, okay, I want to do one or two videos or three videos this week. And then I'll kind of think about like the places that I wanted to go. And then I try to schedule them that way. Or I just write huge lists down of like places that seem interesting to me, or like ideas of things I want to go do. And then I just kind of say, hey, like, who wants to come with me here? Or let's go here or whatever. And then like I said, part of it is reaching out to people just because at this point, um, sometimes I get a little nervous about just filming discreetly only because, um, I don't know, <laughs> I just, they, they'll like look at me a little funny and then I will get people in the background of the videos when I film them discreetly and then they'll reach out to me and be like, oh, we love the video. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I didn't tell you, I don't want to be creepy. <laughs> so now a lot of the times I'll be like, hey, like, would you mind if we came out and filmed? And most of the time they're like, oh no, we would love that. So yeah, it's just depends and depends on how, like how into something I want to like get like if I really want to go to a place then I'll make sure I reach out and then we'll like schedule a time but otherwise it's just kind of you know as I go I just kind of plan okay let's go here today or this place or find some time in between okay and also kind of on this thing of like planning so you don't just do videos like you do these really dope uh these really dope events like for instance for (laughs) Easter you did this Easter egg hunt around Mm -hmm. a couple of neighborhoods and yeah. that was, when I saw that, I was like, whoa, because uh, that's super cool. So like, how do you go about one, coming up with something like that? And then two, executing it. And how do you like you, how do you determine the success of an event like that? So for that event in specifically, or just events in general, I think I'm always thinking about like, okay, what's coming up? Is there a holiday? Is there like, what, and how can I like do something that will be fun for that? Because I love, I love holidays and I like love doing like fun things. So I'm like, Every time there's something, I'm like, okay, let's find a way where we can make it fun. And now I've just started, like, the Easter egg hunt was really one that, like, made me think, oh, I should be doing this a lot more for different things, different occasions. Maybe if it's not a holiday, just different things like this, because I didn't really know how that was going to be received. I didn't know if, you know, TikTok was going to be like, oh, no, we don't want people going out because of your video. So we're not going to post it to anybody or, you know, I didn't know how it was going to be received, but um we basically I thought I thought about that idea with my best friend and we were talking about it and I was like this is going to be a lot of work but it sounds like it would be so fun and it would be so rewarding to have people like go to these businesses and you know check them out because even if they're not even if they didn't buy anything at least they now have gone there and seen it and are like wow like I didn't know this place existed or whatever the case may be so for that one, it was a lot of planning, a lot of executing. We, it, we, I went back and forth a lot about trying to figure out how to, how to get them to put the eggs out, like where people weren't going to just come and grab them all at once. Because if mm-hmm. I posted, I had to post it at night just so that the next morning people could come and get them. But it, it was a really hard thing of trying to figure out, like, how do we hide these without people just grabbing them, you know, first thing like today? Cause it's not even supposed to start on that day that I posted. It was supposed to start the next day. So yeah, I don't know. We just kind of thought about like the ideas of things like that. And I did another event, um, like back in September, I think it was. And that went really well as well. So I just kind of have been thinking about different ways to like work with my like TikTok audience and have them like get to enjoy stuff and see different things because it's been a huge thing in my comments of people being like, oh, I've lived here my whole life and I had no idea this was here. And I'm like, well, yeah, let's go. Like, I'll help you guys find stuff so that not everyone is just going to the same three spots all the time. Like there's so (laughs) many 
little businesses in Tampa that like need help, especially now with COVID and everything. Like they need help. They need customers. They need some sort of like hype around them. And they don't, a lot of times don't get that from like traditional like marketing. So if I can be like, Hey, I just posted a video. Here you go. I hope it does something. And they're like, you know, I, I did a video last week that I kind of, again, discreetly filmed <laughs> and I hadn't really filmed stuff for a while, but I did. I went to this, uh, this Mexican ice cream bar and I just saw it and I looked it up and I was like, oh, this place looks amazing. I went in there really discreetly filmed. And then my mom actually went in there yesterday and she was talking to the the owner and I was like, oh man, that's, I'm sorry I got you in it because I didn't mean to, but he like, he saw the videos and I guess she talked to him and he was like, we had a line out the door, like right after that video came out. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that's so, such a crazy thing. And that's something I've seen a lot with TikTok is that when we post these videos, like they take off and then these businesses have like lines and weights and like they get a lot of business from it. So it's, it feels like a lot of, I feel very rewarded just by knowing like, okay, that could have helped a place that might've been struggling or something like that. Hmm. It, it must be nice. Like seeing that, like your work does have like an actual tangible effect in yeah. essentially real time. That's really cool. Yeah. You made a comment when you were talking about when you were playing the Easter egg hunt, how you didn't know how it was going to work out. And you said something about like how mm-hmm. you didn't know if like TikTok was going to post it because they didn't want to go to certain places. And then I also remember you posting like a couple months back on your IG, on your Instagram story, like, a picture of your Wikiwachi video and like you had the uh, caption TikTok hated it last week. Apparently not this week though. Yeah. And I just sort of, and I, and I, and I just sort of want to know like, what is it like working with something with a, with an algorithm that isn't always transparent and may change on you? Like what's, what's that like navigating that sort of dynamic? It's definitely sometimes stressful <laughs> for sure, because TikTok is a very odd algorithm and they really just, I don't think there's a lot of rhyme or reason for it. They kind of just po- push what they want to push. And I don't know if they know what they want to push. It's just some sort of like intelligence that's like deciding, okay, your video looks good. Let's push it. So mm-hmm. like you'll see a video that's like five seconds long that's got like 3 million views. And then you'll post a video that's like the same exact thing and it'll get like three views. So it's a very confusing kind of algorithm. And when it's good, it's really good because it reaches more people than any other platform I've personally seen um, in just such a rapid amount of time. And it really, it like, it really is probably the best way to get people in the door somewhere right now, which is crazy because I, and I had no idea about that, but when it's bad, it's a little discouraging sometimes because you know, I'll post a video that I think looks absolutely amazing and I'll, and I'll post it out and it'll just get like, 300 views and then I'll post another video right behind it that I spent 10 minutes on that I didn't really pay attention to that gets 50,000 views so it's kind of hard to navigate sometimes and now I'm kind of learning like TikTok really likes sort of when I keep my content the same or similar when I voice over and I talk about places and not when I do more of like aesthetic videos but then again I did like that wiki watchy video and that was my first video to hit a million and Mm -hmm. I'm talking in it so (laughs) a little confusing but yeah I just kind of like work around it and I try to see like what works what doesn't work but yeah there's a lot of videos that don't work that people you know you'll see them on my account for like a few days and then I'm like well it's only got like a weird number of views where like clearly TikTok didn't even push it to my own audience which is crazy 
So I'll kind of like, uh, just I'll archive it and just be like, well, maybe we'll try that again at some point. <laughs> but um, yeah. Why, why do you archive it instead of leaving it up? Uh, is there a reason? Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, it's just something that I do. It's like, if it just doesn't reach anyone, I feel like there'll be a time where I can post it again in the future, like the same video, maybe with different hashtags, maybe with different music, maybe with a voiceover instead of like none or, or vice versa. And then it'll potentially reach more people because there, like I said, there is times where TikTok doesn't even look like they push it to my own followers. Mm -hmm. So it'll get like, 400 views or something and then like I said the next one will get like 400,000 and there's not a lot of rhyme or reason behind it but sometimes I'll be like well I'm just gonna archive it so that I can repost it at a different time when I think maybe it'll do better or like if it's like seasonal like I you know when I was posting a lot of like content that was very like you know the the springs or things like that I was posting them sometimes in winter and people were like that's not relatable. I don't live in Florida. Like it's, it's <laughs> I am. So I'm like, maybe I'll save this for summer, maybe summertime. It'll do better on TikTok. So like things okay. like that. All right. And with, with a platform that can be inconsistent in that way, where the numbers can flip flop with almost no mm -hmm. rhyme or reason. How exactly do you go about measuring success? If numbers aren't a reliable sort of metric? Um, it mainly goes back to like, just being in contact with whoever I posted the video with. So if it's, you know, if it's a random place and I just, like I said, discreetly filmed it, I still try to be like, hey, like, you know, I, I posted this video. Did you get any new clients from it? Did you get any more customers from it? Whatever. And a lot of times they'll be like, oh my gosh, yes, we got this many people. We had a line, da, da, da. Or they'll be like, oh no, you know, I did, I don't remember what video it was, but I did a market, I think, and it got a ton of views and the Asian market it might have been the Asian market it might have been that one and I've been going there like forever and I think at that point I was a little still like super new to doing this so that was one of my first videos I posted and I'm pretty sure my dad called them <laughs> and I was like I don't need to do that like it's fine but I'm pretty sure my dad called them and wanted to see if they had anyone and they were like oh no we didn't have anybody and I was like okay that's fine even though like people were commenting to me and being like I just went there and all this all that you recommended was sold out da 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 so it's like it, it can vary it can vary in like the comment section if people go to a certain place and tell me about it then I'm like okay that for me that's like successful even if it's just one person who was like hey I went there and I got this drink you know yesterday because of you like that's feels like success to me like even if it's just one person because then I know at least someone received it and somebody went and hopefully supported like a local business and tried something new or just got out and got to experience something different so that's kind of how I measure the success of it all all right. Well, I'm going to take a pin out of that bubble that I had for um, Once in a Blue Moon Media, and we're going to go start talking about that. So <laughs> could you explain to, could, again, could you explain to just me and my audience what exactly it is that Once in a Blue Moon Media does? So Once in a Blue Moon Media is a media agency. So that means like we help with social media. We run social media accounts and also my main focus with it is just helping businesses like expand into using TikTok and whether that's like, okay, I can help them with it or they start their own channel and then they get to, you know, post on it consistently so that people start to see their videos and see that they're, you know, in like the TikTok world because that's such a huge thing right now. And when I first started this, I actually did a video at the Attic Cafe, which was kind of like the video that kind of changed everything because that is actually how I became president once of Blue Media. <laughs> so weird, but it's it's a very long story. <laughs> but um, 
So when I did that, like they told me, I posted that video on a whim, had no idea it was going to do well. And they were like, we have like a four hour line. And this Ooh. place is a place that no one ever went to. Like, this is a place that people like just business people went to, you know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. like, there's like maybe five people in there. I've been going there for a long time. I think it's I delicious. it has delicious food. But yeah. Um, you've been there. Great. Yeah, I love it's it. great. <laughs> Yeah, it's so and the chef is so nice. And she's been like consistent. Mm -hmm. She was there since they opened. And it's been around, I think, since 2015. And I think I started going 2017 ish. And I was like, you know, there's never more than like 10 people in here at any given time beforehand. And it was all just like business people in suits. And they were only open a short amount of time. But I was like, this has like the most killer view in Tampa. Like it's Mm -hmm. just such a killer view. It's a beautiful patio. And it's kind of a weird spot. It's in an office building. But it's, it's, you know, such a like, it's a great view. It's great food. So I wanted to post about it. And I did. And like I said, they were like, yo, we have, (laughs) we have like everybody in this entire office building busting tables right now. We don't even know what to do. Like they had (laughs) phones early for a whole week because the lines were so long. And I was like, what? Like, that's crazy. So once I saw that, I was like, well, there's clearly a way to help businesses with this now because if I can do that for them and them now they're like I think they're they're way over what they were sales wise like they're at like 300% more than they were making before which is crazy it's like sustained itself for an entire year which is mm-hmm. nuts. um so I was I was kind of like well if this can happen for them then this can happen for any business so helping them sort of understand like influencer marketing and just like helping them understand how TikTok works and how it can be really really beneficial because people want to go to places they see on TikTok so just helping businesses with that and getting to see them be like yo like this is really helpful like now we can hire more people we have a lot more of a budget you know um, the attic hired like five people in the first like two weeks since that video was, was posted, which was insane to me. I was mm-hmm. like, what? So just helping these businesses is sort of like all that Once in a Blue Moon Media is there to do. And then I also, like I said before, I started in like photography. So I have a big kind of like photography, videography kind of background. So I love to go out and take photos anyway. So I love to go out and like take photos of um, different brands, stuff and products and food and all that. And you know, help them run social media and help them understand like, even like Instagram and how to like plan out feeds and do filters and, you know, really work with influencers and have events and like, be just sort of more integrated into social media, because a lot of brands just hire, you know, like the old school marketing agencies that kind of do the simple stuff, you know, and it's not to say that they're bad or good. But it's just like now, I think brands really need to integrate themselves into social media. And a lot of them have a hard time doing that Mm -hmm. and a hard time understanding how to really be a part of social media and be part of like the community on social media. Cause Tampa does have a big community through social media. So helping them just be a part of everything and be sort of in the mix of everything where they're like kind of become more of a well-known name. That's like sort of what Once in a Blue Media does. Hmm. And so how exactly did it come to be? Like, what made you decide that this is this is something I want to branch out and do? It, it goes back to the Attic Cafe. <laughs> Again. Oh, okay. um, so I, like I said, I started with them. Um, I posted that video. And my dad's friend is a lawyer who actually owns the Attic Cafe. And he's been a 
a dear like family friend for so long and he actually like he believed in me like before anyone else did like he back in like 2016 2017 he told my parents they should quit their job and just help me run social media (laughs) (laughs) my parents were like no (laughs) (laughs) like I don't know like what he's on but no we're not doing that so um you know, and he would, he would have me come out like every few months and just like talk. And he would introduce me to like all these people that he knew and nothing ever really like stuck just because I wasn't doing that kind of content. I wasn't doing Tampa content. I wasn't doing sort of anything like that. So anytime, you know, anytime we would kind of do this stuff, it was kind of like, okay, cool. You know, but it wasn't, it didn't really integrate with all the stuff I was doing. Cause I was doing such like beauty heavy content. Mm-hmm. And then he had me on like a podcast that they were filming at the attic, just like all that kind of stuff. And when I did the video for them, he was like, we need to, we should start a company. Like you are so smart in social media. And like, this is so different than anything else I've ever seen, you know, because it it is such a weird thing. It's such a weird concept to say, hey, I posted one TikTok and now this business can hire five people, you know? Yes. It's it's a thing to wrap your head around. Yeah. And most people don't understand it still. They're kind of like, yeah, okay, well, we'll see it when we see it. And then it's like, well, okay. Like, I mean, I'm not going to prove it to you because I'm not that kind of person. I don't need to like prove it, but like, I would love to help you with it, you know? So Mm -hmm. there's, there's a big, like, I know it's it's hard to get people to wrap their head around how unique of a concept it is to say, you know, okay, I'm going to post TikTok and take over your Instagram and you're going to like succeed, you know, exponentially. But with him, he was just like, Hey, like, we're going to let's do this. You know, we actually, my first like big meeting with him was at the hall on Franklin back when it was around. I know it's going to be hall at Midtown soon, but, and then I worked with, um, with the people over at, at the hall too, and did a video for them. And then I met with, um, our lawyer friend and he was like yeah like we should start a business together and I was like okay <laughs> sure so I ended up starting once in a blue moon media which I would I'm a cancer and I was born on a blue moon so I'm me too there. yeah oh really love that yeah. <laughs> yeah so I always everything in my life is always moon so I was like hey once in a blue moon media kind of has a ring to it and everyone was like that's really long do you want to use that and I was like sure I don't care if it's too long. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so that's how it started. It was, like I said, it was very random. My whole life has kind of changed this year, which is quite weird to say in a year where like, I didn't think anything was going to be happening. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it just sort of happened from there. And then now, you know, it it is kind of funny because I do like run both sides. So I'm like, okay, I'm helping a brand out here, but then I'm also like the influencer here. And sometimes like I, I hosted an influencer event, like a few few weeks ago, a month ago, um, with a company that like we work with. And I was like, I, you know, I introduced myself to everybody, but I'm like, I wonder if they even know, like, this is a little Hannah Montana ish. (laughs) I'm an influencer too. I'm just kind of standing here handing you goodie bags, but (laughs) you know, so yeah, but it's been great. And so, yeah. All right. And (laughs) legit. Uh, so once the Bloomin' Media has offices over on Kennedy, you have clients. Mm-hmm. How did you determine what rates you should charge? And then what was that process like tweaking that? So that, yeah, that's a huge thing all the time is just trying to figure out what rates to charge because every client is so different. Every brand is so different. Every business is so different. Like some brands will be like, yeah, we have a budget of a hundred dollars and like you know, a free pizza. Here you go. <laughs> and then some brands are like, well, we could pay you whatever, you know? So it's, it's definitely always a learning process. I think we kind of go in and say, Hey, like, we'll see what, what their budget is. And, and 
I even do a thing where like if I really love a business we're like well we'll work with you for a month for like completely free just to see how it'll go like the hope is that at the end of that you know that we'll you'll become a client with us but mm-hmm. there's like a lot of this like I said is really just me finding it so rewarding to work with these businesses and see what can happen I think it's like my own personal thing too like I just want to see what'll happen I want to see can we get people in the door can we get people who like love your who will like find you and love your brand as much as like I do because I I never work with anyone that I don't like believe in and like really Mm. like so you know it's definitely a a learning curve all the time and we have to sort of go about you know working with different budgets constantly and it's a very interesting situation because you'll have clients that are like okay I'll pay you so much money for you to do this and you're like oh okay that sounds good to me and then you'll have clients who's like (laughs) I I literally, you know, I had a meeting last week and they were like, you know, I want to hire you so bad. Like, I, I think this is what we need, but I can't right now. Like I have literally no budget for anything marketing and I'm doing everything myself and I'm cooking and taking photos and posting to social media and running specials and doing everything. And I, at those points, I'll be like, okay, you know, I would love to just help you to help you to just see if I can, you know, see if we can help you gain some some more clients and some more customers before you even sign with us. Cause I wouldn't want to take your money if you're, you know, if you're struggling like that, I would like to see if we can help you first so that you develop a budget, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely different all the time. It's very, sometimes it's confusing, but it's, it's definitely learning all the time about, you know, how to go about it. Hmm. And when, when looking up what's in the Blooming Media, I noticed you guys had stuff on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, mm-hmm. I noticed that Twitter wasn't a part of your, uh, you didn't have a presence on Twitter. Is there a reason why in particular for that? Um, we have a Twitter. I just don't, we don't really use it too often. I, I just feel like sometimes with businesses, it's like, it becomes a little hard to just tweet because it's like not a lot of people follow businesses on Twitter, I wouldn't say. I mean, some mm-hmm. people do, but for local businesses, it's just we've never really seen anything come out of like Twitter for that. Although I personally love Twitter, but, <laughs> but a lot of times it's like, what do I tweet for this brand? Um, Come in today and try this. Yes. Like, you know, people don't necessarily aren't really looking for that. So we, we do like integrate it sometimes, but for our own personal one, I just we haven't really gotten into it yet. <laughs> Got you. Okay, cool. Um, you are the president of Once in Blooming Media, but you also have a chief operations officer. Yes. Uh, so what's it like working with another person? Like, what's that collaboration like? Uh, how do you deal with different sort of views for what you should be doing? Like, what, what's mm-hmm. it like in, in general? So, yeah, I have a, a CFO and I have a COO and a business partner. So I have a few people like sort of just in the mix of things who help me with just all kinds of different things. But mm-hmm. um, she's like my, my main business partner or my main, like she's my COO. So she, her and I are like pretty much the main part of the team right now. And we're, we're just, we're very good at collaborating. We're just a really a collaborative team. And she runs a lot of the stuff that's like behind the scenes and scheduling and like, figuring a lot of stuff out because I'm not necessarily the greatest at that. I'm more of like the creative person who's like, well, do we have to do that? Like, do I have to answer 400 emails or can I just go out <laughs> and talk to people? Like, you know, like I'd rather just go do it. Like, can you handle that? So she runs sort of that kind of end of things. And then she's also really helpful on like, we just, we collaborate on everything. Like we figure out all of our ideas together pretty much. She helps me with TikTok. Like she, 
and some of my other friends like they will film stuff for me and then just like give it to me and be like let's let's like see if we can put this into a video somewhere you know <laughs> we do a lot of it's it's a huge collaborative effort for sure but it's been really great we're just like such a team at this point so you're also the co-founder of the peace project florida which is a new nonprofit. and could you just sort of share with us what that is about So that's been a project that I've wanted to do since I think like 2019, 2018. I started it and then I just, life got hectic and I couldn't really do it the way I wanted to. And now is like the time when I can actually, you know, do it the way I've wanted to the whole time. So me and my best friend just started it um, up again and we're getting everything done now, getting the LLC and all that kind of stuff. But um, I'm really excited about it. We're Hopefully going to start with our first project is going to be incorporating community fridges. So we're going to hopefully get to work with a bunch of places to bring fridges to communities that um, need food and need, you know, access to healthy food and fresh food. So there's a lot of places that, you know, have food pantries and things like this. But sometimes they're just, you know, canned food or they're just, you know, they're not necessarily fresh food. So we want to be able to like have a fridge somewhere or multiple fridges, hopefully, that people can come and donate food to fresh food, baby food, you know, vegan or vegetarian options, things for people who just need it. And, and, you know, it's just a like, give what you can, um, and like, take what you need kind of system. So we're hoping to start that really soon, as well as like beach cleanups and just a bunch of different projects um, all around Tampa. So we're really excited about that. Oh, wonderful. That sounds very nice. And this is going to circle back to the first part of this interview about TikTok because it popped in my Mm -hmm. head. But one thing that I really liked, uh, really like about watching your TikTok videos is much like you, I'm from Tampa. I've lived here essentially all my life and I love the place. I really do. Uh, That's why I moved back after college. Yeah. like when watching your videos, it's really, really easy to see like this really romantic view of Tampa. It's all these mm-hmm. pretty buildings with cool people and cool places. And it's a yeah. very capital R romanticized view of Tampa. And I want to know, has videotaping Tampa like this and capturing it the way that you do, has that at all affected how you view Tampa and, and your feelings in the place? Absolutely, actually, because I I have spent my whole life, like I said, I'm from here. I was raised here. Like everything has always been Tampa besides, you know, me going back and forth to Maine once in a while. But mm-hmm. I I never really paid that much attention to Tampa. Like I was always like, yeah, I live here. Okay, cool. Move on, you know. <laughs> I spent most of my time like driving back and forth to Clearwater anyway. So like as a kid, like that was like the hangout. So it's like I just never really paid that much attention to it and mainly paid attention to okay, when can I leave? When can I travel here? When can I go back to New York City? When can I go back to Maine or wherever? And so I didn't pay much attention to Tampa and I didn't really romanticize it or really even care about it that much. Like I hadn't really gone to like a lot of the places that like a lot of springs, I hadn't really, you know, gone there. I hadn't really paid much attention. And now it's kind of like, I'm paying a lot more attention and I feel like this is the first time in my life that I'm really like living here, living here, if that makes sense, where I'm like really out here and like going places and seeing things and going to places I'd never thought about or never even knew existed because, you know, for one, obviously being here all year long, like the last time I traveled was right before the pandemic last year. And so I haven't even left the state yet. So it's like, that's probably the first year in my life that I've 
<clears throat> stayed in Tampa the whole year. Mm-hmm. So it, it definitely gave me that with also TikTok really gave me like a different view of everything. And I was like, wow, we live in a really cool city. And I've spent a long time in my life, like being like, well, I'm going to leave. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. I'm going to, you know, travel wherever and not necessarily pay attention to like what's in our own backyard. So I definitely think this year is kind of like, wow, you know, I, I, I have romanticized it. And I know sometimes the comments will be like, um, this isn't what Tampa looks like. And I'm like, (laughs) it does. I mean, I filmed it I filmed it right there. So it does, but you know, I, I do take a more like romantic approach to it because I think at this point, that's how I'm seeing it. That's like what I'm seeing every day is like, I'm really feeling like, oh, I really like where I live now. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of the heat. I will say that. I've always mm-hmm. been a huge hater of the heat. <laughs> but but um, other than that, yeah, I think it's it's definitely affected the way I like look at everything now. So it's, it's very cool. It's different. I, I never really thought about it like that until recently where I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it actually has kind of changed my views on things here. But yeah. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. And you mentioned uh, you've mentioned this a couple of times during the podcast, but you mentioned how uh, you're going to go back out and travel again, which mm-hmm. makes sense. You are a traveler, and I just want to know uh, what exactly. You also mentioned in your um, bio that you want to incorporate those travels into your yeah. content, the content that you create. So, mm-hmm. what exactly do you intend to do for incorporating other places into your uh, your digital? Um, your digital content creation? So I, ha- I have a lot of ideas. I So my family and I, like our big thing my whole life has been we go on like really crazy road trips, like road trips that people would be like, why? Like, <laughs> why do you need to do that? Like mm-hmm. month long road trips where we see a different place every single day. Um, the last one I went on, we went to Montana and North Dakota, South Dakota and drove all the way from Florida there and back, you know, went to, I, we went to just pretty much everywhere. And then the, like a year before that, I went to, all over like the Midwest and then into Canada and then back down and around through Chicago. So we go on like really intense (laughs) road trips Mm. and I would love to document one just because they are so different. I feel like Um, just because we do so much and see so much and the way I've always grown up traveling is just that it's like traveling, not necessarily vacationing. Like it doesn't sometimes feel like a break. (laughs) It's sometimes like, let's go. Like we have to get all these places. (laughs) Like it's, it's really cool because I always see like this, like I grew up driving back and forth from Florida to Maine. So I've seen every like small town and weird location. And my, my dad is really into history. So every battlefield and every, you know, (laughs) historical site, every like every small restaurant that my mom has found that was in a movie at one point in time that I've <laughs> watched. Like I've been to all these places. So I, I really want to share like that kind of experience with my followers and let them see sort of that side of things, because I think I travel really uniquely. And I think I sort of take that here in Tampa too, where I, I find things kind of unique because I'm always looking for something different or something weird or small little kind of hole in the wall places. Um, so I want to show all the like really cool places I grew up going to that I haven't necessarily seen on TikTok or I've seen a little bit, but I want to share like all those unique places and different weird places. And I also, I'm planning to go back home to Maine, hopefully in the fall. Mm-hmm. And the town I'm from has a thing called a pumpkin regatta, which is like a huge pumpkin festival where they grow, like people in the town grow giant, giant pumpkins and they hollow them out and then they 
put them in the river and they use them as boats. <laughs> that it, sounds fantastic. I'd watch that. <laughs> yes, a very interesting concept. And so I'm like, that would be amazing to film. And I have this like plan of doing a huge like fall Halloween themed like road trip where I go to like Gettysburg and like Salem, Massachusetts and just like show people all these like crazy, like cool fall Halloween type vibe thing. So I, I have like a lot of plans like that, that I want to do. I also really wanted to start a series where I go to really unique Airbnbs because I mm-hmm. have this running list with my friends of just the stupidest, craziest, like staying at a llama farm in a tree house, like Airbnbs, <laughs> which like doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I'm like, I think people on TikTok would love to see like weird, unique things like that. So mm-hmm. It's definitely a process that I'm just starting again because I've been thinking about it for a year, but I haven't been able to really do anything. So I, yeah, I definitely want to start integrating all that because I just think it'll be so fun. And I also think it'll broaden my audience because right now I have such a huge audience in Tampa and I would love to like get an audience in other places as well who want to see my content and just be able to like share it to as many people as possible. All right. Well, that sounds like, that sounds like you're doing really interesting, like, Americana, like videotaping, like very specific small town events. It sounds dope. That's what it sounds like. Um, Yeah. And it sounds also kind of like, to me, like a, like what someone would see, like on the, not the food network, but like travel, like travel networks, travel documentaries and stuff. Yeah. That's always been my thing. I always wanted to do my own like mini travel channel. (laughs) Do you have any influences? Like, do you have people that you watch uh, who are, who run their own travel channels or have, or do things like that, that you look up to and, and aspire to be? Um, the only ones that come to mind, honestly, are Sam and Colby. They do like haunted videos and like, mm-hmm. and then uh, just random people I find on TikTok all the time. Like they're, they're the uh, people that I don't even know, maybe their names, but they're definitely the ones who inspire me the most. They're always like posting crazy stuff. And I, I follow someone who lives in a small town, I think in the Arctic somewhere. And I'm like, wow, that is so cool. Like those are the kind of people that like really inspire me and make me want to go out and like travel and like see things and and post this kind of videos. But like the way I'm thinking about doing things, I don't think there's anyone in specifically that I have followed who like does exactly what I want to do, but Mm -hmm. taking a lot of bits and pieces from people that I just like love seeing their content. I think that's sort of what inspires me. All right. And Okay, here's a here's just a question just for me because I think it's interesting. So, like the thing with social media is like when there's something there, there's always going to be something else coming down the pike that's going to be like the next big thing. There was yeah. Facebook, then there was Instagram, then Twitter, then TikTok. Are you like do you know or are you looking for like what's going to be the next big thing after TikTok? And if so, could you share it? Yeah, that's actually been a huge question I keep getting asked a lot of like everyone is kind of like what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And I'm not exactly sure. I wish I knew like what (laughs) take off. Like there's been a few apps that, especially last year when there was like a lot of talk about TikTok getting shut down. Mm -hmm. And I did a lot of interviews on the news and stuff about it. People were like reaching out to me like, hey, can you talk about this real quick and get on it? You did the TNT article. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, sure. Um, But I don't really know. (laughs) Like I I don't have the answers, you know? (laughs) So, I mean, I'm always looking for like, what's going to be the next thing. And there has been a lot of apps that have tried to be the next thing but I think TikTok is still such in it's like prime that nobody can really compete just because everyone has sort of gone over to that platform mm-hmm. but I definitely think there'll be another app probably just another short form video app maybe one that integrates photos I don't know what it'll be but yeah I think and all the other social medias are all trying to be each other so at this point it's like everything is the same thing it's like Snapchat is Instagram and Instagram is TikTok and you know it just it, it's always <laughs> merging now 
So who knows? I'm not exactly sure what the next one will be, but hopefully I get on it in time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's my question. So we're coming down to like the last couple of questions of our interview. Before we get to the last, last question, I do want to know, is there anybody in in Tampa or out of Tampa that you're like, you just want to shout out because you know, one good term just one good term deserves another. So like anybody that you think like this is a person who's doing big things, you should pay attention to them. Yeah, there's oh, I gotta find her username real quick. There's a girl in Orlando who is she's so sweet, but she does such good content. And hold on one second, and I will tell you. (laughs) But she just like totally deserves it. I think she's doing so good right now. Oh, her username is Orlando Queen, if anybody wants to follow her. But she does like such amazing content. And I'm always like, she's always interacting with my videos. I'm always looking at her videos. They're always so good. So yeah, I mean, shout her out. Like she definitely deserves it. And she's making amazing content. And if you like my content and you live in Orlando, perhaps you might like hers. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, we're coming to the end of our interview. Savannah, you're doing really cool stuff. I like your TikTok videos. I must say, I think that your ideas about like going across country and filming like these small town events is a really dope way to preserve some of this like small cultural, small town American heritage. I think that's great. I think Once a Boomer Media is a fantastic idea. You're doing great work with a lot of businesses that I really like in Tampa. Uh, you're doing really cool stuff. So yeah, uh, so I just want to know, since you're doing all of this stuff, I do want to know, how will you know when you've made it? Oh, that's a good question. I, I, oh gosh, I don't know. I think, I think I'll know when I made it when I just, I when it's just like more effortless, if that makes sense. I feel like when everything just gets a little more effortless and I just can put my creative ideas to like a bigger scale or I can just sort of utilize like everything that like all my ideas can just kind of come to life I think that's when I'll feel like I've made it just when it's a little bit easier to just go about anything that like my mind thinks of and that I want to do any project that I think of like that's sort of when I feel like I'll have made it or also when you know I feel like I can spend a lot of time helping others or giving back and I don't have to focus you know so much on like just working or doing whatever like when I can really just dedicate myself to more like projects I really am interested in and things like that I think that's when I'll know I made it can you tell the people where they can find you yeah so I'm um at like cherries in spring across all social media everyone always asks me what that means it's a Lana Del Rey lyric (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I'm at like cherries in spring on TikTok on Instagram I think I'm cherries in spring on um Twitter so yeah, pretty much that or Once a Blue Moon Media, that's where you can find our media agency. So yeah, and hopefully Peace Project FL too. That'll be soon. Thank you for listening to the season finale of On The Way Season 2. On The Way was created, hosted, and edited by me, Jade Madison Scott. The music was composed by Bajo Alvarado and the logo was created by Amaka Koi. Hey, you remember when I said uh, on July 21st, WGC's first audio drama, Retribution, a miniseries is coming out? Well, if you didn't, I just said it again. Retribution, a miniseries, is a pet project of mine, and I've been working on it for three years now, and I'm elated that it's coming out under the WGC name. So, let me give you a breakdown. A struggling farmer must unravel the dark mysteries surrounding the town pariah in order to end the supernatural drought that's plagued the town. Pretty neat, huh? You can follow us at WithGoodCo on IG and Twitter to stay up to date with the show. And I promised you a sneak peek, so here you are, the first five minutes of Retribution. Hope you enjoy and I'll see you soon. WGC Productions presents Retribution, a miniseries. 
You are now listening to episode one. Transcripts for this episode can be found at wgcproductions.com. Enjoy yourself now, you hear. Sweet Lord and his eternal love. It is hot, sweating through my Sunday's best. And it's only Tuesday. Hot enough to make the devil sweat. Hot enough to drive a man from his wife and into the arms of some lusty sinner. Hot enough to... Hotter than a bitch. Cletus! Cletus. Well, sorry, Lord, but, but isn't it? Ain't it? Ain't never known it to be this bad, and I lived here near my whole life. Nearly five whole families have fled the town. The heat killed their prospects and future hopes. What could drive him and his eternal kindness to this? I'll never know. So you ain't heard. Heard what? Well, I don't like to gossip, but I think you ought to know, since you're a farmer and this drought and heat might just kill all your crop, it would only be good neighborly kindness. Willow Gravis. The butcher's daughter. That little girl? What's she gotta do with anything? Why, she's so shy. She once ran off stage right in the middle of the Christmas pageant. Baby Jesus had no mama for the rest of the show. She's in a family way. That little girl? Not little anymore. Her daddy, when he found out, well, he was furious, yelling and screaming all night. I just couldn't fall asleep. That was six or seven months ago now. Of course, she never leaves the house, but I see her through my curtains every so often, and she is very, very swollen. Who did that to her? That's the question of the century. She won't say. A situation like that, a father who won't claim his child, well, it just ain't right. And when things ain't right, things don't work. Like the weather. Of course, that's just what the pastor says. Will the drought ever end if the child remains unclaimed? I can't say for sure, but I don't see why it would start again unless the dog comes forward. What is she doing pumping that water spout like that? Don't she know there's a drought? Ain't right for her to be working. Mm, Look at what she's wearing. Dressing like a man. Who does she think she is? How Tara McHale's parents simply having keeled over and died from shame and disappointment, I'll never know. Why, if my girl was 27, unmarried, and playing in the dirt for a living, (laughs) I could never be that strong. Hello there. Awful hot morning we're having, isn't it, Miss Betty? Yes, indeed, dearie. You really oughtn't be working in this heat. 
I gotta. Otherwise, all my crops would die, and we just wouldn't want that now, would we? What a girl. What a strange, vicious girl. Why don't you let me pump that for you, Miss Tara? Wouldn't want you to hurt yourself, would you? I spend my days and nights toiling in the soil, doing back-breaking labor to raise my crops. This is a pump. Sure to say I won't hurt myself, but thank you for your thoughtfulness, Cletus. <laughs> of course, Miss Tara. Just tried to lend a neighborly hand. Miserable girl. Morning, Cletus. Looking lovely as ever. Morning, Miss Betty. I thought the drought was causing this heat, but it is clearly you. And you too, Miss Caper. And you too, Miss Donahue. Maybe if we ran all you lovely ladies out of town, we'd poor folk finally stand a chance. Of course, with none of y'all in town, what's the point of being here? Oh, Irving. Oop, that's it. I said five minutes and I, I really meant that. <laughs> Stopped in the middle of the scene. Well... If you want to hear the rest of this episode and in turn the rest of the season, make sure to check out Retribution, a miniseries, on July 21st, 2021.